Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. The Sports Bar with Danger and Bataglia. We'll get back to the regular scheduled program. Mike Danger. We're back at it today and ready for another week of excellent sports talk here in the Flower City. Gene Bataglia. Let's play ball, Danger. Let's go! Back from the bye week. It's 6-6 six and six and being in the hunt. Touchdown, Kansas City! The college football playoff committee has unveiled its top four teams. Michigan number one, the Washington Huskies are number two, followed by Texas at number three, and the fourth and final spot belongs to Alabama. Ohio State QB Kyle McCord and Oklahoma QB Dylan Gabriel in the transfer portal. Go Sabres! Nashville, you have been I don't think they're going to get it. I really don't. It's been long enough for me as far as what I've seen. I don't think they are going to do what this coaching staff wants them to do. It's showtime! The Cubs, the Dodgers, and Blue Jays. Cubs time. The outfielder Jerry Kelnick to Atlanta. Go Braves! 95.7 FM and AM 950, The Fan, Rochester. Hey there! Good afternoon! Pull up a stool and join us. Welcome on into the sports bar. It's Danger and Bataglia back on the sports leader you can find us in the free to download odyssey app also the video stream up at the fan rochester on youtube and twitch mike danger gene battaglian for the first time in what two weeks we're back in the studio in the same place together and ready to deliver today yeah because i had to count this back november 17th that was a thursday and then the (laughs) next day we were at three heads and then you took your thanksgiving baking vacation cooking i was cooking for oh, the cooking. entire family i don't okay. bake i don't, don't didn't bake. make any cookies no pies nothing. yeah and then uh the monday uh before thanksgiving after thanksgiving like look at my phone like oh there's it's not a pregnancy test it's two bars yeah, and, yeah and danger how you feeling buddy i right. feel better uh tested negative yesterday and i'm like good finally because i you know how if it hits everybody differently, but for me, it, it hit me the same way this time as it did the first time I had it, where progressively, day by day, you feel just a little bit better, a little bit better. You feel good enough where it's like, I can get up, I can do things, but you're also still positive. And the last thing I want to do is make anybody in my house sick. I wouldn't be able to live with myself if I made Sandy or the girls sick. So I, I isolated the entire time. I didn't see them. Our paths didn't cross, you know, except for Thursday and Friday when we did the show, I just did it from the cave. But again, like keeping my distance, not going near anybody. Uh, and then finally over the weekend, after a, a day of just binge watching college football on Saturday, I tested on Sunday. I'm like, Oh, 
thank God, let's get back at it. Let's get back to reality here. So feeling better and not wishing that on anybody. Obviously, it's terrible when when you get down and out with the flu or COVID or any of those seasonal uh, viruses that that go around this time. I mean, I heard somebody in the office today. I don't know what what she has, but there was some there was some extreme hacking going on. And I'm like, whoa, yeah, stay away, get get yeah. away from me. And by the way, go home. Just go home. You don't have to be a hero. I think I think we've allowed our ourselves now in the world that we live in if you're not well then stay home you're okay we're, we're not gonna we're not gonna judge you negatively moving forward yeah so some shout outs here because we made it work last week with you in the cave so dandelorian uh knew tim we got to come up with a nickname for him on friday uh certainly pizza dude was all over the place and bo jackson so like yeah we had everybody kind of uh helping out behind the scenes here. everybody was great and we can't do it without their help and we can't do it without you our regulars people that uh, keep us honest and keep us employed every single day. Uh, we appreciate you guys. And Michael uh, sending us a tweet going, hey, uh, guys, not for nothing, but last uh, <laughs> last podcast episode was November 16th. And um, I checked my notes. I'm like, yeah, because we did the, the live Friday football talk live show from Three Heads on the 17th. You know what I like about Michael? I met him, of all places, at one of Matt Perino's events. The oh, one no I, kidding. Well, he's in Buffalo. Uh-huh. So everybody, we get listeners in Buffalo. They're listening on the, looking for some Bill's talk, and that's what we provide a lot on this show. So I appreciate Michael always kind of, and that's how he kind of consumes it, uh-huh. the on-demand there. And he said, hey, what up here? Well, you know, uh, we're, we'll be back here in the saddle now. Yeah, absolutely. And and you can always hear us in the free-to-download Odyssey app, of course. Uh, the video stream up as well at thefanrochester.com. Like and subscribe while you're there. We always appreciate that. Put a little wind in the sails. Uh, we've got a great show lined up for you this afternoon. Timely show this afternoon in the sports bar. Um, we we, we want to talk... Um, we want to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs, this weekend's opponent for the Buffalo Bills in the late afternoon on Sunday, and the Chiefs falling last night. I think uh, kind of a surprise. The favorited Chiefs falling at Lambeau to the Green Bay Packers. Let's check in with Jay Binkley from 610 Sports in Kansas City. Actually, I'm here right now. Oh, Fella, Jay's here. Fellas. Hey. Everything is fine in Kansas City because like, we have Patrick we, Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes, yeah. you don't uh, you don't understand. Andy Reid will 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 come up with a game plan, and I, we we like Buffalo. It's Cincinnati we don't like, but we like Buffalo. But you're you're still uh, you call us daddy here in Kansas City, <laughs> and I'm Jay Binkley, and here have a beer here, and oh, do you want to make another bet, Mike Danger? Because I enjoy betting with you, and you sending me beer. Yeah. Well, we'll have Jay on for a state of uh, the Chiefs. Hey, look, uh, just like you've been able to say something's off with the Buffalo Bills this year, you could certainly say the same for Kansas City. They don't look like the same team that won the Super Bowl. And maybe they get it get in, in order and get it together here uh, leading into the postseason. Certainly feels like they're winning the West. But that path to get the number one seed, as they have in years past, doesn't look as as clear now as it did a couple of weeks ago. Now, full disclosure, I did not stay up for the end, but here's my impression of every Chiefs fan. Oh, the officiating! Look at this! Look at that! Oh, look. Okay, shocking. Wait, wait, hold on a Welcome second. Welcome to the party. Yeah, Welcome that's, to the party. that's why I hate the argument about officiating. That's why I hate even bringing it up, because every game has questionable officiating, and if your team loses, you're going to immediately 
immediately gravitate toward it's stop it. Just stop. It should never every coach, every player, nobody's gonna blame the officials. Patrick Mahomes, you know, certainly not gonna wait. I, I need to make a better throw. I'm not gonna count on the officials to give me a pass interference call on a throw that I missed. No coach is going to say we got hosed by the officials. Not, not only because they can't, but because it's an excuse. It's an excuse. It would be a loser move for a head coach to say, well, you know, if we just got that call at the end, you'll never hear Andy Reid say something like that. That's true, and it's also true. You could say the argument that the league could, if they really, really wanted to, improve the officiating. And, for example, we have things like artificial intelligence. You have expanded replay. You don't need the dog and pony show with the chains. They could be innovative when it comes to how they call games. Can we have the owners start with full-time employees? Can we just start by making all of them full-time employees? Is that too much to ask? Can we start with that? Yeah, yeah, that that would be one, and then you could also have the eye in the sky like the NHL, like, wait, that is pass interference. But even Stop. after a game, when you have all of the officials in the pool and they, they get grilled and they get asked questions, there's never, I mean, like, it's always subjective. It's always a judgment call. Well, we didn't feel at that time that the, the player did enough to impede, the, the. but, like, they'll always have an out. They'll always have an out. When's the first time like we had the pool reporter go into the official and be like, you know what? <laughs> Sorry, I missed that one. Happened in baseball with Jim Joyce when he blew the no- the perfect game back in 2010. Yeah. But you hardly ever hear the official say, oh, my gosh, I made the wrong I blew call. It. Yeah, yeah they, they, it'll never happen. So, I, I, you know, I would say let's start with the owners stepping up and being like, yeah, officiating sucks. We should probably invest a little bit more in making these guys all full time. But you know why they're not going to do it? Because it gets us talking about it. It's better for television. As long as you get it right on the biggest stage. And last year, Kansas City, Philadelphia, Bradbury. Yeah, that's the correct call. And if you're upset about it, it even Philly fan had to admit, all right, that was the correct call. But one of these years, that's what's going to happen. Danger is that. You're going to have bad officiating in a Super Bowl, and then what? All right. So we, we unfortunately are talking about things happening off the field when we're talking about officiating things that, that you know, are kind of out of control of the, the guys that are actually playing the game. And you have something similar happening with college football right now where a committee has made their decision for the college football playoff. And there's nothing that any coach or player can do. It's the committee's choice to put these four teams in. So if we're going to talk college football, if we're going to look ahead to the playoff, we're going to look ahead to the bowl season, which is fantastic. We bring in our favorite, Thor Nystrom, our superhero of the spread from bettingpros.com. Thor joins us here in about 15 minutes. Yeah, so we'll certainly ask him about the New Year's Day slate. We'll ask him about the other bowl matchups because I know this is a big, big time for a lot of people in the betting community, and Thor is one of the best when it comes to college football. And, and here's my quick take. How rich is it that the team was oh, let us out of the ACC this conference? Okay, maybe if you spent more ty- time pumping the tires of your own conference, that would have helped your own argument rather than undermine it. It's just so rich that Florida State got screwed. Well, I think they knew they had to know going into this season in the ACC. Like it's a softer conference. And we want to play with the big boys. We want to be in the conference. We want to be in the SC. We want to be treated like Alabama. We want to be treated like Georgia. Hell, we want to be treated like Florida. We want to be, 
you know, they had to schedule LSU. They want they should be on the same level as LSU. This is Florida State we're talking about, right? But they're not. And so they have to go out of their way to make these to schedule these non-conference opponents to to build up their resume, which by the way, they they beat LSU, which is a nice notch in their belt. But in the end, not enough to get them in to the college football playoff as an undefeated conference champion. FSU has an argument. And, and my take on, on everything that went down, and I said this, I put this out on Saturday night because, like I said, I, I spent all, I was on my back Saturday mm-hmm. trying to beat COVID and just watching college football. And you can't tell me if you watch college football all day on Saturday that the that Florida State was one of the four best teams in the country. There's, I won't hear it. I just can't hear it. Not against, not in that game against Louisville. They did not look like one. They didn't look like they were playing the same game that Washington and Oregon were playing, that Texas and Oklahoma State were playing. Certainly, Georgia and Alabama as well. And and the Big Ten Championship was kind of what we thought it was going to be. <laughs> no, that was fantastic. The fact that that actually threaded the needle, the fact that the over-under at 35, that Michigan minus the 22 still covered, and then if you wanted to go, hey, under on the half point first half and under on the half point in the second half, that all hit in that game. Yeah. So watching all of those games and then watching Florida State and Louisville, oof, I mean, that was not, that didn't look like the same brand. And so I, I believe that two things can be true at once in this situation. Florida State got screwed and the committee got it right. They got the four best teams to face off against each other and it's going to be wildly entertaining. And they screwed Florida State over. The the thing that that, baffles my mind is how can you put Georgia behind Florida State in your final rankings? Because there's no way that Georgia is a worse team than Florida State today. Yeah, that's almost like they're trying to give Florida State a little bit of a bone there, but I will tell you this. It's almost it's almost more insulting to Florida right. State. I would have put Georgia ahead of Florida State. I would have put Ohio State ahead of Florida State. <laughs> It's almost they wanted to have that Florida State-Georgia matchup, and that's not a game I'm looking forward to because Georgia's going to wipe them off the it, face it's of the almost earth. Like, it's almost as if Florida State is on the same level as Liberty. <laughs> Liberty, undefeated conference champ, nowhere near the college football playoff conversation. And and it's it's too bad because they had a, a great season. They ran the table. They did everything that they were supposed to do. Their quarterback gets injured and they're not the same team. And they don't look like their defense magnificent. Great defense and a really great performance by their defense uh in that ACC championship game against Louisville. But y- you can't tell me if you watched those games on Saturday that Florida State was one of the four best teams. So I, I think the committee got it right, and I think the committee screwed Florida State. I, I think both can be true. I think it's hilarious that Michigan, <laughs> they got to deal with Alabama. They got to oh, deal with Nick Saban. It's going to be great. Oh, it's wow. going to be great. That game is good. They're bo- both games are going to be fantastic, man. Texas looks like a team possessed the way they beat up on Oklahoma State. They didn't look, again, Oklahoma State didn't look like they belonged in the field against Texas. Texas just, they needed to win with style points and they won with style points. Can we back it up to, to Friday night? I mean, we will look back when it comes to bit sports business classes 50 years from now 
and the collapse of the Pac-12 yeah. and how this all happened and the fact that you had that matchup. That was the best one. Yeah. And it's over. It's kind of sad, actually. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm not as sad as the SEC leaving CBS. My God, the way CBS was trumpeting themselves the entire... This is our last broadcast. The last broadcast. I'm like, hey, guys... Yeah, okay. We're going to be fine. Like the viewer is going to be fine. We'll we'll we know where the SEC is going and we'll be able to find the content. Don't worry and and thank you for all your years of service, but if you really wanted the SEC that badly, no. spend more money. I mean, this is what it came down to, right? Uh so the SEC moving now to ESPN and ABC. Uh, next season and and I have a take and I'll drink to that coming up later. It, I want to go back in time to this time last week when you had the rankings and look at what the college football playoff will look like next year if we were just looking at last week's top 12. And I'm going to tell you, it would have been epic. It would have been so exciting. I'll explain why. Well, see, I, I think that it's hard for me to kind of vision what is better this year or next year. And I think this is fantastic right now. So how do you improve on that? Well, I, I just think there there are more games that matter. And and you, I know you're going to say you're diluting the product. The regular season won't matter as much. Wrong. The regular season, if you learned anything, is the regular season matters more than ever. I mean, like how those think about the Texas Alabama matchup from September. That matchup, that game meant everything to those two teams. I mean, if if Texas doesn't beat Alabama in Alabama, what conversation are we having today about either of those schools? You're right. And um, next year, oh, Ohio State lost for a fourth straight time to Michigan. It's okay. You're still in the playoffs. That doesn't mean as much. So you're, you're, you're picking one game in your argument, and I'm picking another game in my argument. So next year... I don't know. You might be right. I might be right. We'll see how this plays right. out. I think there is still something. I, I just think it's going to be for for fans. I think it's just going to be so entertaining because every it, it will be a true playoff. It won't be a committee, but our, it, it will be in this regard for the teams that are tenth, eleventh. Are we going to be having the big debate? Are we going to be talking about it? No. I did. okay. Liberty gets in. Yeah. No. Tulane. 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 Would be the team. Right. Tulane is the team that everybody <laughs> be looking at. Like, oh, it's Tulane. Okay. Tulane has to play who? Yee. That they're, they're, out of all of that, and I'll explain this. Out of all of the matchups that would lead it, that would have happened in a college football playoff, had it happened this year, yeah, Tulane being in the top twelve would have been the one. that's like, uh, okay, that's. Tulane versus Oregon. I think the exciting thing next year actually is when you put the top teams in the Pac-12 and the Big Ten and you're going to have this Penn State-Washington matchup. You have Penn State-USC. I mean, you have yeah. these unusual matchups. Yeah, that you're going to be able to tell like, right away which programs are actually frauds. And you could say right now, like, is Ohio, is is Iowa a fraudulent program? Oh, Iowa can't hang. They can't hang in the Big Ten with the with the Ohio States and the Penn States and the no. And they the have Michigan. the comfy comfy side of the. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So now it's like you know, unfortunately for teams like Iowa, you infuse now USC and Washington and Oregon. Like now it's going to look a little bit different. Now it looks a little, and it's going to be tougher and tougher for those programs to make hay. But it's a new world in college athletics, not just in football and college athletics as a whole. You got to st- start getting with the times. Thor Nystrom coming up in a little bit. Uh, we got time for a call. 8664-FAN, 8664-326. Tyler and Ronico, it's been a while. What's going on, Tyler? Tyler. Doing good. How's it going, guys? How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing real good after last night. So, 
Now, I wanted to, for all those Chiefs fans that are complaining, I want to give you a, the EPA per play between the two quarterbacks. One was .38 and one was .1. Which one was, which one was Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, it's pretty staggering when you look statistically at just how much Jordan Love outplayed Patrick Mahomes last night. Like, you want to, you want you don't want to complain about the officiating. Be the better team. Like they, Green Bay outplayed them for fifty nine minutes. You can have both. When I, Tyler and I, I will stand by this. If you're a Bills fan that is was upset against Philadelphia, you can vent about the officiating and say, "Hey, this product needs better officiating." Oh yeah, it's oh, it, it, you, you no can say like, yeah. they, no one's arguing that they don't need full time officiating, but you can't say that that's the reason they lost the game, right? Right. Uh, I, I, it just the, the entire officiating argument drives me crazy. It just drives me nuts because you could say it about every game. Every team that loses could could draw one or two plays and oh, well, we got screwed by the officials. Did you get screwed by the officials or did Jordan Love go 25 of 36 for 267 yards and three touchdowns? Since 2019, who's the only team that's undefeated in December? Since 2019, mm-hmm. the only team undefeated in December. Right now? Well, we're just talking about them. What, the Green Bay? No, Green Bay lost. Oh, no, that was in January. Right. The Lions lost last year was in January. January. It's a little misleading there, oh, but the I, idea I, that yeah, they, I was going to rule yeah. them out entirely. I hate the idea that Green Bay is now an NFC wildcard position. No longer farting around. No. I hate that. But I, it, it's <laughs> here they are again. Here they are. Damn it. Torturing Can you. Can we just move on? No, we can't. And Jordan Love will probably be the MVP within a couple of years, and my misery will continue. Uh, all right, we got to get to Thor. Thor Nystrom, BenningPros.com. We'll break down Thor's thoughts on the college football playoff selection committee. And, and these bowl games coming up, man, they're going to be tasty. Can't wait to get Thor's take on all of them. He joins us next in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia on the fan. Hey, surprise your loved ones uh, this holiday season with a gift of self-care by giving them a gift card from the spot, the Del Monte. A gift card allows that special someone to indulge with one of their signature spa treatments, bask in their salon services, and treat themselves to many luxurious products in the spot, the Del Monte's boutique. Visit them at the spot, the Del Monte, or purchase a gift card instantly at DelMonteSpa.com. And happy holidays from the spa at the Del Monte. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are so let instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date download the instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last minimum ten dollar per order additional term supply you could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new hyundai santa fe visit hyundaiusa.com for more details hyundai There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Fan Rochester Sports Update. It's a bye week over for the Buffalo Bills. Head Coach Sean McDermott not talking reporters today, though. That's going to happen on Wednesday as the Bills will get ready for Kansas City. No developments today concerning the status of Von Miller. We'll talk to Jay Binkley, 610 Sports in Kansas City next hour. One note from the league, former Colts linebacker Shaq Leonard signing with Philadelphia. Monday Night Football has the Bengals and the Jaguars. To hockey, the Buffalo Sabres are sliding. They've lost three in a row. Alex Tuck, the latest player to go down to injury. Head coach Don Granado. You've got to bring it every night, and uh, we we need to bring that more consistently, more, more compete, and I've said that all along more consistently but when you when you miss it one night it's an awful awful feeling buffalo hosting detroit tomorrow night amherst hosting charlotte friday gene battaglin the sports leader the fan rochester they've raised the bar on rochester sports talk you're in the sports bar with danger and battaglia on the sports leader 95 7 fm and am 950 the fan rochester Well, we've got a college football playoff to talk about. Dissect. Look ahead. It's going to be an epic bowl season. And Thor Nystrom, betting pros, here to help us do all of that. Thor, it's great having you on. I I want to get your reaction to all uh, that has happened here over the course of the last 48 hours in college football. We know you know um, more than most when it comes to these teams and how these teams match up moving forward. How you been, uh, brother? I've been great. Yeah. Good to talk to you guys. Excited to talk about it. All right. So l- let's start with with the selection um, because I'm of the belief that two two things could be true here. That Florida State indeed got screwed, but that the committee actually got it right. What are your thoughts? I totally agree. Yeah. Uh, well said. Uh, you know, I mean, like Florida State, you feel bad for them, but with the quarterback injury, you're projecting them to get blown out by any other team in the field. And, and by the way, I think they're going to get blown out by Georgia if Georgia shows up to that game. So, I mean, putting Alabama in, they're better than Florida State right now, and it makes for a better product. So it, it sucks for Florida State, but it just is what it is. Yeah, so what about the rankings themselves, though, putting Michigan one, but now Michigan's Alabama four, and that's the great thing about the playoffs. Everybody's going to be good here. Washington and Texas uh, will be playing in New Orleans. Your thoughts here on uh, the two semifinal matchups? Yeah, I I agreed with the seeding as well, and it it sets up for a great playoff. Uh, Michigan-Alabama, you know, if Alabama keeps playing the way it did down the stretch, uh, you know, barring the early part of that Auburn game, that that could be a a national title-type caliber game, but obviously it's a semifinal. And then on the other side, you have a fascinating matchup between Washington and Texas. Texas erases any run game, but Washington, of course, can go to the air, and you can attack what Texas's biggest defensive weakness has been, but is Michael Penix, how is he going to play? Is it going to be more like the first half of the season, Michael Penix? Or are you going to get more like the, the latter half of the season, Michael Penix? That will probably inform who ends up winning that game. Thor, how, were, how surprised were you of that outcome between uh, Washington and Oregon from Friday night? I was pretty surprised uh, that Washington won it outright. I uh, wasn't surprised that it was close. Washington has such a good coaching staff. Oregon hadn't, they hadn't played a ton of teams, right? And so... 
that that wasn't the surprising aspect that it was closed, but that Washington ended up pulling that off in the way they did. They more or less controlled that thing. The the stunning thing to me was Washington's had one of the worst run defenses in the FBS this year. Oregon has the awesome running attack, multiple guys they can use. Washington more or less shut down Oregon's rushing attack. That's going to be a key thing for their their matchup against Texas because if they can force Texas to be one-handed and then they have to throw, that would change the equation there a little bit. But we'll see if that ends up playing up again. Thor Nystrom from Betting Pros, our guest here. Uh, as uh, we, you know, you have the two semifinal games on New Year's Day, and I love that. Like, got away from the New Year's Eve stuff here. Maybe the NFL playing on a Sunday uh, pushed that back. But m- my question here, Thor, is that we have three appetizers uh, beforehand. Uh, you've got LSU, Wisconsin. You have Liberty, Oregon. And then you have Iowa uh, playing in the Cheez-It Bowl, uh, Cheez-It Citrus Bowl against uh, Tennessee. Of those three matchups, uh, which one are you going to be paying uh, closest attention to? Well, as an Iowa graduate, of course, I have to say that I, the Iowa-Tennessee game just as a homer, but I'm very interested to watch that Oregon-Liberty game. Is Oregon, I think Bo Nix had indicated that he's, he's leaning towards playing in that game. You know, is, is he indeed going to do that? Is Oregon not going to have any offsets? I would be surprised if the entire Oregon team, they all show up and, and nobody opts out. But that happened with Alabama uh, last year where, you know, Gibbs, Young, all the guys, Anderson, the guys that we thought were going to opt out because they didn't make the playoff, they all ended up playing. So this is a, you have sort of a two-week re-recruitment period by Dan Landing here trying to convince his guys to play. If they're full strength, they come and engage, you would think that they're going to blow out Liberty. You know, I, I think in Vegas right now it's 15 and a half. My line on that game is 17. But again, if Oregon has a couple opt-outs and then they don't show up, Liberty with that fast-paced offense, it's an efficiency machine on offense. Uh, you would expect they'd be able to put up some points, especially if Oregon has opt-outs. So that's going to be the thing to watch for there. Yeah, Thor, th- since you mentioned opting out and, and star players, you know, opting out like Caleb Williams, we hear isn't going to play for USC. And well, he's probably going to go number one overall come April. I kind of understand that. But I mean, wh- what does it come down to? Is it really seriously just about, uh, you know, the opponent, the, the meaning, meaningfulness of that game, or is it just, hey, look, there's too much money in the line here. Why go out there and risk it? Where do you come down on not just the players opting out of bowl games, but also the, the transfer portal, which is happening right now. We're hearing about players constantly uh, switching program to program. Yeah, a thousand percent. Yeah. And, and those are the you know parts of the equation that are in the players' minds and, and they're sort of gauging it you know, mathematically a little bit, like, you know, is the juice worth the squeeze? How much is this game, uh, the importance of this game? And then what could I stand to lose if I ended up suffering uh, a serious injury? Caleb Williams wouldn't be opting out if USC had made the playoff. Obviously they weren't close. They're going to a middle tier bowl game. So, I mean, you know, because of that, you're going to opt out almost assuredly, but yeah, it's up to each and every uh, player and, and what their situation is. Sometimes we see opt-outs that make absolutely no sense. Guys that are undrafted or late day three guys that probably should end up playing. And then you see the other way where you expect the guy to opt out and he ends up, you know, opting in, you know, like the Alabama situation last year. So, and you know, when we're breaking these games down, we're looking at the line, you're, you're sort of modulating it one-on-one with, with your projections of how much is this team going to lose going from this dude to the backup. Um, that's where it gets really interesting from a handicapping perspective in ball season. 
We're talking to Thor Nystrom uh, from Fantasy Pros and Betting Pros. As uh, I, I love thinking, okay, if we were doing next year's model, how would that look this year? And and who might of the bottom eight teams be the one that would pop up? Or, you know, Georgia, of course, being the most likely. I want to ask you about Penn State because the Nittany Lions had a good year, and if you know this was a new format, they would be in the playoffs. They've got an interesting matchup. Your thoughts on the Peach Bowl is uh, they're going to be taking on Ole Miss. Yeah, that, that is an interesting one. Ole Miss, they badly wanted to be in a New Year's Six ball, and it looked like they were going to get shut out. They were the biggest winner outside of Alabama from yesterday because Alabama getting into the playoff, it pushed Florida State out. That ended up opening up, you know, it pushes Florida State to a New Year's Six ball, which knocked Louisville out of, of a New Year's Six ball, which opened up uh, a spot that we didn't know was going to be available. Ole Miss ends up getting that spot. Ole Miss would be playing Iowa. In, in that other bowl game we were just talking about, instead of Tennessee, had that not happened, I would expect Ole Miss to come and engage. You know, you talk about like the, the opt-outs and whatnot. Jackson Dart already has said he's coming back next season, so he's going to be playing in that game. You would expect Quinchon Jukins is going to be playing because he has to come back next year. He's only a true sophomore. So if Ole Miss comes in engaged there, they got a real shot. Penn State's going through some coaching changes right now on the offensive side at the ball. They just hired Andy Kualnecki, the offensive coordinator from Kansas. So can they can their offense get off the mat in this game where Ole Miss plays one of the fastest tempo offenses in the nation? They put up you know twenty eight points plus in every game, no matter the defense that they're playing. That'll be the interesting thing to watch for there. Thor, want to know what you think next season looks like because there's a lot of things coming to a close. The college football playoff format, the Pac twelve, the SEC is going to look different next year. Who stands to gain and who stands to benefit, and who's who's going to be kind of left in the dust here moving forward? Here, when you look at what the new Big Ten looks like or what the new SEC looks like moving forward, yeah, the 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 teams and conferences that are not named the Big Ten or the SEC are the ones that are, yeah. are the losers. And obviously, you know, in, you know, Oregon State and Wazoo would probably be raising their hand. We're the biggest losers of all this. But, yeah, it's looking like we're going to get the isolation of the two power conferences, which you know, we've been moving towards for a while. Uh, Florida State getting left out of the playoff. That might further incentivize them to leave the ACC. They already announced earlier this year that they were looking into that. I, I would guess that they're going to be the next domino. Them and Miami and some of those other top ACC teams, uh, you know, schools, and then we'll see if the ACC ends up imploding. And then, you know, we're, we're at three at that point. But yeah, as far as in the individual teams, we're figuring that out right now. All these guys have entered the portal here the past three, four, five days and some crazy quarterback names. I mean, just this morning, uh, Dylan Gabriel, Kyle McCord, Walter Nolan, I think, entered yesterday. He was the number one overall recruit in his class, went to Texas A&M, one of the top rated defensive linemen we've seen in the past decade. So th- there's so many pieces out there. And this is where it gets interesting in college football free agency because now it comes down to how much does your NIL collective have? How much can you offer this kid or that kid in comparison to what he's getting elsewhere? And then you have the coaching carousel going on at the same time. So, I, you know, I've, I've talked to people out there. They're trying to place players or, or, or uh, you know, guys that are in the portal. They have to wait until the top dominoes go because those are the, the schools are, you know, targeting the top guys. And then it falls from there. But it's a really fascinating landscape right now. Thor, I wanted to go back to something you said about Florida State. Did they do themselves a disservice when it came down to you know selection yesterday in making it very well known that they wanted out of the ACC? By doing that, did they diminish, uh, in the committee's eye, do you think they diminished the strength of their own conference? I don't know if it would have had any effect, but it certainly didn't help. It's, it's, it's one of those things you probably just should have kept that behind closed doors, but... 
at the end of the day, I'm not sure that it would have mattered. And and one other thing I had to say about that, people bring up, oh, you know, Cardell Jones, he did good that year when, you know, Ohio State had the injuries and, and different stuff like that. Florida State gets left out because their backup quarterback situation stinks. We have seen Tate Rodemaker before in the past couple of years. He is not good. The true freshman is not ready to play. Mike Norvell is one of the best coaches we have in the transfer portal, and he has gone out and filled systematically all the holes he had except for one, the backup quarterback spot. That is something that they should have addressed last offseason. Had they done that with a capable veteran, I think you might have seen a different playoff field than we currently have. Thor, we, uh, ha- we're only 12 days away from the bowl season actually beginning, and it- it's not just the big ones there on New Year's Day. Your, your thoughts on everything that's going to be leading up to this, whether that's a alignment might look kind of askew here, um, because we know that a lot of our listeners love to, to have a little action on these games. Yeah, it's yeah, I'm going through right now, adding up the opt-outs that we have in, the opt-outs that I'm projecting, and then trying to modulate down my, you know, my base number on these games. That it, it, it takes a while to get into it, right? Like, you know, and then the coaching changes as well. Well, you know, one for instance, James Madison against Air Force. My line in that game would be James Madison minus six point seven if it was just played in a vacuum, both those teams full strength. But James Madison loses their coach, Shignetti's going to Indiana. Jordan McLeod, their starting quarterback, has already announced he's going into the portal. James Madison going to lose more guys than that. Air Force, they've been banged up the last month of the season. They're going to be healthier, and the service academies always play way up in bowl season. Air Force was my top bowl play last year against Baylor in a game I said they should not be underdogs because of all Baylor's opt-outs. Air Force ends up ambushing them in a game that I didn't think was an upset at all. This one could be the exact same. The line right now is James Madison minus three. The sharks in the market are telling you Air Force at the side there. That's just one example, but a lot of these games have stuff like that where you have to look into the opt-outs, the coaches that have left, and then the other team, maybe their full strength, heading into that and motivated. So is that a better strategy if you're if you're looking to bet any of these bowl games is to wait as long as you can? Or is there enough value right now for you to go out there, place a, a few bets here or there? What's your favorite strategy or your best strategy for betting the bowl season? When these books drop these lines, typically they're not weighing in any projected opt-out, right? Like they're doing it on the information right now, even if there's a good shot that a guy is going to opt out. So if you're able to correctly sort of project this team, that team is going to lose these guys, they're not going to be in ball season. You can get the number way ahead of the, the line movement once that news officially breaks. And then if you don't like it on the other side, you can play back on the other, on the other side and, and give yourself a nice healthy middle where you're hedging on both sides of it. But if it falls in the middle of those two numbers, you hit both bets. That's what a lot of the sharps do. That's why you see so many bets going on Sunday and Monday. And then these lines are, are going vacillating back and forth, back and forth. You're going to see bigger movement when some of the bigger dominoes start to opt out. But that's typically how, you know, the sharks in the market attack this thing. Uh, Thor, uh, we, there's a standalone game for Syracuse. Are you kidding me? The only game on December 21st in the uh, RoofClaim.com Boca Raton Bowl. Uh, <laughs> South Florida. Interesting year for the Orange where they start off 4-0. and We were looking at them like, eh, it's not really a real 4-0. and And sure enough, uh, but they get the win uh, on the last game against Wake Forest to you know get to 500 and thus become bowl eligible. So give them credit. Here they are. And uh, we really don't know anything about this opponent, South Florida. And I, I, I know that you follow all these matchups there. Your thoughts on the orange here in South Florida there as uh, Syracuse back in the bowl game. 
Yeah, that that's another one where the line right now it's under where I put it, or you know where it would be in a vacuum. My, my line in that one would be uh, uh, Syracuse minus eight point two. I think I think it's minus three point five right now in the market. It's like something like that. Um, it, it, you know, it's an interesting one where where with Syracuse, where's their mindset at with with Babers on the way out and and different stuff like that, and then are they going to be at full strength? You know, they're a team the past two years. Because of a lack of depth, that's what Dino Baber specifically talked about. I think it was October where he just said, we don't have the depth, you know, and, and you have a couple of key injuries and all of a sudden they're on the wrong end of it. And then the losing streak starts. We've seen it each of the last two years. Are, are Syracuse the key guys? Are they going to get those guys back? Garrett Schrader, is he going to be healthy in that ball game? So we don't have to run the wildcat with the tight end again, you know, different stuff like that. But if Syracuse is more or less close to full strength, you would expect them to come out and have a, a decent effort there, I would think. They certainly gave it in the last game to get into bowl season when they could have quit, right? So you still have some fight there. You have to project that in. And then it just comes down to how many guys they're going to have because South Florida, you know, presumably is, is going to be close to, to full strength, although they, they had a quarterback that I was considering the portal as well. So, you know, th- those are the different factors. But Syracuse is going to have to contend with South Florida's tempo on offense. They have the old Tennessee offensive uh, coordinator, Alex Golish, is the new coach in South Florida. They ran this just dizzying pace on offense. So, you know, you talk about the depth on Syracuse, you have to get into that on the defensive side because a lot of plays are going to be run in that game. Thor Nystrom, our superhero of the spread from bettingpros.com, joining us here to talk some college football. We're talking about all these bowl games, and we're talking about transfer portals and opt-outs. And Thor, I, I just wanted to get your opinion on where you think Jim Harbaugh is coaching next season. <laughs> I think he's coaching in the NFL. I, I would be surprised if, if he's back just because seems like, uh, you know, whether, you, you know, people are out to get Jim Harbaugh or whether they're, you know, I, who knows, but it, it just seems like that is inevitable at this point. Uh, might be best for both sides as well. If, if the NCAA is going to continue to circle Michigan, you know, you know, avoid sanctions, different stuff like that. But uh, he's such a good coach. I, I would just expect him to be at the NFL next year where he doesn't have to deal with all the, yeah, the off-field stuff. Raiders, Bears, Buffalo Bills. I mean, what 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 would you like to see him end up though? Buffalo would be incredible. That I mean, Jim Harbaugh, college, NFL, whatever. Toss them all together. How many coaches in the world at football are better than Jim Harbaugh? Proven, right? Like NFL level, college level. I mean, like, that's a guy who years and years ago engineered one of the great uh, straight-up upsets that we've ever seen against USC when he was at Stanford. He was like a 40-point underdog. And, you know, going before that, San Diego, he turned around San Diego, turns around Stanford. Michigan had been in a long drought before he got there. Obviously, they are now a juggernaut. And then when Jim Harbaugh was in the NFL, every single year, they they were contending. You know, they made the Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick, a guy that that you know a lot of other people tried out and it didn't work out as well when when they had him. So I I, I just really respect him as a coach. Any of those teams, in my opinion, should go after him. Um, but the Bills would be great because they they have Super Bowl talent on their roster. But any of them should should go after Jim Harbaugh. And Thor, we, we know you're in, in Minnesota. Is is the Josh Dobbs love affair over after what we saw a, a week ago? The past or not, yeah. Uh, people in Minnesota, I was getting some texts where they were taking the first letter off that nickname uh, after the last game. It looks like he is going to start again this coming week. And, and certainly, you know, you have to give him, you know, another shot, you know, because obviously he doesn't know the playbook very well yet. 
But yeah, if if he plays again like he did against the Bears, it's it's going to be Nick Mullins' time, and maybe even they they end up going to Jaron Hall at the end of the season if this thing starts to get away from him. Thor Nystrom, uh, tell everybody uh, where they can get more of your content. Thor, you can find me on Betting Pros and Fantasy Pros, and on Twitter or X, whatever they call it now, at Thor Ku. And I can't say this enough, Thor, I, I was able to because I, I, uh, I had COVID last week, so I spent a lot of time on my back. And one of the things I consumed while while I was recovering was your, your betting pros stream where you broke down all of the games from last weekend. And you guys do an amazing job telling us which direction we should lean uh, before we actually place our bets. So can't uh, thank you enough for all the work you and the, the folks at betting pros are doing here to make us all better betters and, and to get us some extra extra cash in our bankroll. Oh, I appreciate that. Thank you so much. You got it. Thor Nystrom, appreciate you. Thor Nystrom, fantasy pros and betting pros. Always great talking college football with Thor knows his stuff. It's the best. By the way, like, Sean McDermott's not going anywhere, but no. we can kind of, we can just say it for fun. It's just, you know. Right. What, what percentage, what, who was the one that asked the question, uh, what percentage Sean McDermott has of, of being like that, that was uh, Tim Graham. We uh, tried to get on the show. He was busy last week, but he reported that the percentage is zero. Yeah. The Bills will not move on from Sean McDermott. Yeah. The Bills could lose out, and Sean McDermott will be your head coach in 2024. That's right. But did you hear Thor get excited when Jim Harbaugh and Buffalo would be incredible? It would be incredible. I don't want to see Harbaugh go to the Raiders. Sorry, Raider fan. Like, it's a mess there. You want him going somewhere where he would be relevant. I don't need him building some program in New England. Which is kind of his specialty, right? Like, unfortunately, that's what he's kind of... But that's also Sean McDermott's specialty, and then it only gets you so far. Harbaugh is just... For anybody who's a Bills fan, because anytime I've brought it up, every Bills fan that I've brought it up to is like, no, 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 no. I'm like, you're out of your mind. No, some Bills fans go, no, no. And then they pause. It's like the meme of the woman who tastes something. Yes, no, <laughs> yes, no. Yeah, yeah. That's the level of coach if you do make the decision. Yeah. I don't want some slappy coordinator. I'm sorry. Some first-time head coach. No. No, no, no. While you were gone, Danger, like, okay, my head exploded. Like, somebody, we caught a call. Like, yo, Joe Brady. Stop! Joe Brady. two games. Yeah. Joe Brady, after two games, is ready to be a head coach? Okay. Yeah, look, I mean, the NFL uh, catches up to you pretty quickly. And um, two games for Joe Brady have been nice, but... Let's see it long term. Uh, let's let's see it. I, I'd much rather go with the guy who's got that resume built. A guy like Harbaugh does have that resume built, but uh, yeah, it doesn't sound like Buffalo is going to be making a coaching change anytime soon. So it's kind of a fruitless exercise, but still fun to kind of think about and dream. Quickly, your Buffalo Bills update today. No real update. So sometimes Sean McDermott teams will call, talk right out of the bye week. Today they did not, so we got to wait till Wednesday. Okay, we'll wait until Wednesday. And, of course, the Bills take on the Chiefs in the late window on Sunday afternoon. From Arrowhead, we'll be uh, checking in with our Odyssey Sports sister station, 610 Sports in Kansas City. Our buddy Jay Binkley stops by the sports bar coming up here just after 4 o'clock. I'll drink to that is on the way next. I know you've got some takes on the college football playoff. I've got some takes on the college Can football we, playoff. I got some takes, too. Just lighten the mood here a little bit because my new favorite character got ejected yesterday. And I, like, Can we talk some Philadelphia Eagle football? And actually... A player is listed right now as the MVP at plus 2,500. That would be my vote, actually, in the NFL. We haven't had the MVP conversation in the league right now. And 
I just, I just want to point this out that that just seems a little out of whack. There. Mm. So would you call him? Would you call him your dark horse? My first dark horse. <laughs> he's not a dark horse. I think he's the favorite. Yeah, that would is, be uh, is 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 Brock Purdy. Yeah. Okay. We'll. Uh, <laughs> but should we invite Master Stroke on the holidays? Yeah, it was, was his birthday last week. I, I, I saw that. A, yeah, I shot him a text, and uh, I think we might need to do a fireside chat. It's not, even though I've banned him from the show, we may lift the ban just you know just for one day, just to say, hey, buddy, how you, how you doing? How's how's life? Where are we at with this team? <laughs> what's going on moving forward? Because I, I, it's always fun catching up with our buddy Master Stroke. Uh, all right, we'll get to that and more next. We got a round of uh, I'll drink to that coming up. Some takes on tap before we get to Jay Binkley from Six Ten Sports in Kansas City. More on the way in the sports bar. Danger and Bataglia, the fan Rochester. It's Mike Danger for FanDuel Sportsbook, official partner of ninety five seven. The fan. As the weather gets colder, the NFL offers stay hot on FanDuel. And right now, if you're a new customer, you can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. Here's where you're going to sign up. Visit FanDuel.com slash Mike, M-I-K-E, FanDuel.com slash Mike. Imagine right now a new customer getting $150 in bonus bets with a $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 for your team. All they have to do, they just got to win. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, no better time to get in on the action than right now with an app that is super easy to use and a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. That website again, fanduel.com slash Mike to kick off the NFL season with me on FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager only. $5 pregame money line wager required. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. For help with a gambling problem, call one 877 8 Hope NY or text Hope NY 467-369. Odyssey has sports for every fan. Keep up with your favorite teams from across the country and get the inside scoop from experts. A-U-D-A-C-Y. Odyssey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 